0: From KQED From KQED Arts, I'm Cy Musiker with The Do List.
1: And I'm Mark Bamuti-Joseph. I'm the Chief of Program and Pedagogy at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts.
0: And Mark, welcome back. And we're going to wake everyone up
1: with something ripping now. Let's do it.
0: That is so fun. That's the cumbia meets punk sound of Oakland's La Misa Negra. This is a band that puts the mosh pit in Latin jazz. And they're a featured band at the San Jose Jazz Winterfest, along with jazz superstars like Dee Dee Bridgewater and Cyrus Chestnut, uh, who's just a terrific pianist, and Benny Green and his trio. And I just love La Misa Negra's sound. It's a band put together in Oakland by a guy named Marco Polo Santiago. The San Jose Jazz Winterfest runs February 15th through the 28th And La Misa Negra plays February 17th at the SLG Boutique Gallery in San Jose.
1: That was the sounds of John Santos a master Oakland percussionist who is doing a show called The Sacred Roots of Latin Jazz this Sunday, February 11th, at First Presbyterian Church of Oakland. I don't think it's possible to overstate the importance of John Santos's contribution to the musical ecology of the Bay Area, but also to the ethnography of African-derived percussion forms. He's also um, my neighbor in Oakland. So I got to say that even as the city changes, no one will ever beat the drum out of us. John Santos and his quintet and special guests are doing a show called The Sacred Roots of Latin Jazz this Sunday, February 11th, doors at three, show at four at the First Presbyterian Church of Oakland.
0: Yeah, some Americana now from Aaron Copeland. That's music from Rodeo, the Aaron Copeland piece that is so evocative of a barn dance. It was written for an Agnes DeMille ballet in 1942, and it featured cowboys and cowgirls doing two steps and pirouettes. It's a great classic ballet. Now choreographer Justin Peck has also set a dance to the same music without the western trappings, and it's Mm. coming to San Francisco Ballet. And I'm going because I just think Peck is a really talented dance maker, really young, really prolific. You can catch Justin Peck's Rodeo and he does pronounce it differently from the way Copeland and Agnes DeMille did. His rodeo is at San Francisco Ballet as part of Program 2, along with Chairman Dances. That's a work set to music from Berkeley's John Adams. That's February 13th through the 24th at the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco. And now some classics at local theaters with modern relevance. So
1: si, let's start with the Ubuntu Theater Project yeah. presenting A Streetcar Named Desire. Um, if you've known me for any extended length of time, you might have heard me say something about not believing in art that doesn't bleed or sweat or cry. Um, Which is to say that as much as I understand the power of notes or colors or words, I got to connect to the stakes of a thing. Those stakes make the difference between the entertaining and the transformative. They shift the experience of the performance from something you witness to something in which you're implicated. Those are the ethics, I think, that underscore the philosophy and practice of the Ubuntu Theater Project, which is an Oakland-based performance collective doing really innovative work in the town. So as they take on a Tennessee Williams classic this month, you can be assured that the work is absolutely to be seen, particularly in its multi-ethnic presentation, but more tellingly, it aspires to be felt. The Ubuntu Theater Project presents A Streetcar Named Desire at the Alice Collective on 14th Street in Oakland, running right now through February 28th.
0: Yeah, and I want to say how much I enjoyed Born Yesterday. That's nicely directed by Susie Milano at San Francisco Playhouse. And this is a 1946 comedy by Garson Kanin about a millionaire junkyard owner trying to buy a U.S. senator. It's very funny, but also chilling in the way the villain is a bully with a bad temper and resembles a lot of characters in Washington today. <laughs> but it's also about how the junk dealer's mistress, Billy Dawn, gets woke and how she decides to resist. Not everything works in this show, but there's a great performance at the center by actress Millie Brooks as Billy Born Yesterday continues at SF Playhouse through March the 10th. And one more classic, George Bernard Shaw's first play, Widower's Houses, was partly inspired by Shaw's experience working as a rent collector for a London slumlord. And the play is a romance, but it's also a sermon of sorts on abusive landlords and tenants' rights, and certainly a very timely play right here, right now in the Bay Area. Uh, here's Dan Hoyle as Harry Trench confronting his future father-in-law after he's learned that the father-in-law has made his fortune as a slumlord. I just found out this morning from your man, Lick Cheese, or whatever his confounded name is, that your fortune has been made out of a parcel of unfortunate creatures that have hardly enough to keep body and soul together, made by screwing and bullying and driving and all sorts of petty-fogging tyranny.
1: <laughs> I love Dan Hoyle's yes. work. Uh, He's extremely talented as a performer, as a journalist. I really love that, even as his work has. Uh, had successful runs off Broadway and in rep around the country, Um, even then, even as the scale of his vision increasingly pushes significant geographic borders, his process and his products feel distinctly like they were born and raised in San Francisco, which is something we should all celebrate in this season of rapid migration and displacement. The Aurora Theater presents widowers' houses in downtown Berkeley through March 4th. Really easy to get there by Bart, by the way.
0: That's the Afro futurist sound of Ishmael Butler and Tendai Morare. They're also known as Shabazz Palaces. Uh, Butler is a former member of Diggable Planets. This is just the greatest stuff. It's poetic, socially conscious, and kind of (laughs) weird. You know, this is like happens when Sun Ra meets hip-hop, I think.
1: Well, I I think of it in the literary sense. You know, I was was raised on a bunch of writers. Toni Morrison, Sonia Sanchez, George Orwell, Alice Walker. But the writers who most shaped my literary sensibilities were MCs. uh, KRS-One, Chuck D of Public Enemy, uh, The Native Tongues. So the group that really brought it all together for me in this kind of critical moment of my life was Diggable Planets, um, particularly the song Femme Fatale on their first record. Um, which was basically the cut that made me think that I could be a poet too. So I feel like I owe Ishmael Butler a tremendous aesthetic debt, and that trajectory just kept going with the emergence of Shabazz Palaces. I, I think their music is like moody, electro-funk, a kind of Wu-Tang on a jazz trip with updated equipment, like <laughs> Tron meets the roots on the corner of a black exploitation flick. Like, I really am feeling their latest work, and I'd highly recommend checking them out. Uh, Shabazz Palaces plays the Ritz in San Jose on February 20th, and then they're part of the noise pop lineup at the chapel on February 21st.
0: And here's a literary event with a big Hollywood connection.
1: So I sent that song to my wife and my son as soon as uh, I heard it for the first time. I love it.
0: And this is uh, Kendrick Lamar and the soundtrack for the new Black Panther
1: film. We're playing that because what's going on? Well, uh, imagine if your favorite dessert tasted like your favorite Stevie Wonder song. Imagine if LeBron and Jordan and Prince and Lauryn Hill got together and made a sonic athletic gumbo of Black Magnificence. You feel me? That's what next Wednesday's event at the Grand Lake Theater feels like. Like, if ta Coates was reading from his book somewhere, I'd be there. And if I didn't see Ryan Coogler's new film, Black Panther, within the first week of release, you could legitimately ask several pointed questions about how my mama <laughs> raised me, or how I'm raising my kids. So, you put Mr. Coates and a screening of Black Panther together in Oakland at the Grand Lake Theater. Come on, man. You gotta do it. And the fact that Kendrick Lamar is all over the soundtrack officially lets you know that we're shifting from Black history to Black future. And of course, Ryan Coogler is an Oakland native. Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Lake Theater hosts ta Coates reading from his book, We Were Eight Years in Power. And then the theater shows the new Black Panther movie, February 20th. Now that is sold out, but there is a waiting list. And we have time for some shout outs Playwright Tony Kushner, whose epic Angels in America gets a production this spring at Berkeley Rep, is going to be talking with historian and This American Life regular Sarah Vowell. Uh, And Vowell wrote Assassination Vacation. And Kushner wrote the screenplay for Steven Spielberg's movie Lincoln. And the two are in conversation at Cal Performances February 21st in Zellibach Hall.
1: Right on. And I'd like to quickly shout out Sonia Renee Taylor, who will be returning home to Oakland on February 14th. To celebrate the arrival of her new book, The Body Is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. She'll be doing that with her Bay Area family at Oakland's Impact Hub on Wednesday, February 14th. Radical self-love on Valentine's Day.
0: A lot of hugging. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much, Mark Bermudy-Joseph, for co-hosting the show. Man, thanks for having me. I love it. We post details on the shows we mentioned at kqd.org slash arts. And please, please, please sign up for our podcast. There's always fun stuff we can't fit on the air. I'm Cy Musiker. Follow me on Twitter at CyrusKQED.